Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. Whether you like it or not, alcohol is a destructive and addictive drug. It does absolutely nothing for anybody and it is slowly destroying every single cell in your body and it will take years of your life expectancy. And the reason why I'm making this video today is not to scare you, but it's to give you an alternative look at the world. At the end of the day, there are people out there that want you to be addicted to alcohol because they profit billions and billions of dollars. So today I want to get real with you. I don't want to give you some advertisement that shows a few people relaxing on the beach. Today I want to give you some truthful information that will help you come to a logical conclusion to not drink alcohol. So we're going to unpack six ways alcohol is killing you. Let's dive straight into it. And number one, it's disrupting your metabolism, leading to things like obesity and diabetes type 2. So the average alcoholic beverage has between 100 to 300 calories in it. These are so-called empty calories, devoid of micronutrients, nutrition, vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. Not only that, but alcohol can have a stimulating effect on the appetite and for the wrong kind of food. Just take a think back to the last time you had a few drinks and then got an intense craving for something like carrots. Sounds a bit like a bad joke, doesn't it? Well, it is absolutely no coincidence that you'll always find fast food joints, pizzerias, and all other kinds of junk food venues next to bars and nightclubs. And again, it's no surprise that heavy drinking is linked to weight gain and obesity. However, it is much more than just weight gain. Sustained alcohol consumption literally disrupts your entire metabolism and raises the risk of developing so-called metabolic syndrome. Metabolic syndrome is often found in overweight people and those with a largely sedentary lifestyle. And it has the following core components. A large waistline, abdominal obesity, high blood pressure, elevated blood sugar levels, low HDL cholesterol, which is the so-called good cholesterol, and high blood triglycerides, which are a type of fat found in the blood. These are necessary to our body's normal functioning, but high levels indicate a problem. So people with metabolic syndrome are at increased risk of developing type 2 diabetes, stroke, and heart disease. We'll come back to the heart a little bit later on. Two, alcohol gradually mutates all cells it comes into contact with. So alcohol is a proven carcinogen. Cancer is actually one of the leading ways in which it kills. Roughly 430,000 people die of alcohol-related cancers every single year. Yet, despite this massive number of deaths, the wide public remains largely unaware and uneducated. I invite you to ask a friend or acquaintance if they've ever heard of alcohol causing cancer. Chances are they will say no. And if they do say yes, I'll bet you almost all of them will mention maybe their mouth, throat, or liver. But the sad reality is that alcohol mutates every cell in the body that it comes into contact with, which is why the list of alcohol-related cancers is so long. Here's how much heavy drinking increases your risk of various tumors. Oral cavity, around five-fold increase. Larynx, 2.5-fold increase. Pharynx, five-fold increase. Esophagus, five-fold increase. Colon, 1.4-fold increase. And liver, two-fold increase. But there are also some surprises. 
There are some types of cancers that you wouldn't necessarily expect in body sites that don't come into direct contact with alcohol. For example, alcohol raises the risk of breast cancer by up to 60% in women who drink heavily. And when you consider that breast cancer is by far the most common type of cancer in women, a 60% increase translates into hundreds of thousands of extra cases annually. What's more, unlike other types of cancers, there is no safe threshold of drinking. Every single drink a woman has over her lifetime raises her risk of breast cancer ever so slightly, starting with the very first one. Scientists suspect one of the ways alcohol does this is by raising the levels of estrogen in the body. Alcohol also inhibits the absorption of certain nutrients and raises oxidative stress, all of which can directly raise the risk of cancer. Number three, destroying your liver. The human liver is the body's workhorse. It's our largest internal solid organ and performs a very wide range of tasks, including a lot of the body's dirty work. Among its more than 500 functions, the liver, it regulates blood clotting, it regulates amino acids, it produces a liquid called bile. Now, this is involved in a host of functions, including digestion, excretion, absorption, and hormone metabolism. It produces various proteins necessary for normal functioning. It stores vitamins and minerals. It manufactures and stores glucose. It filters all the blood and breaks down toxins and poisons. And it's in this last capacity where the liver crosses paths with ethanol. Up to 90% of the alcohol that we ingest will be broken up in the liver. And unfortunately, the very first compound that our liver will break the ethanol into is acetaldehyde. Now, this is even more toxic than the ethanol itself. And though it stays in the liver for only a few minutes before being further metabolized, acetaldehyde is responsible for most of the damage to it. Due to its chemical structure, it's a highly reactive molecule that likes to react with proteins, DNA, and lipids. Basically, every single thing that it comes into contact with. Aside from the direct effects of acetaldehyde, Scientists believe that alcohol also disrupts the liver through a number of other ways. These include the production of free radicals, also known as oxidative stress, inflammation through immune system overactivation, damage to the liver mitochondria, which are the structures in the liver cells responsible for energy generation, and the end result of all of this is a predictable pattern of disease progression. The first stage in the liver's destruction is called fatty liver. This is exactly what it says on the tin, the buildup of fat in the liver. It occurs in up to 90% of all drinkers and often has no visible symptoms. It's also reversible pretty easily if the person stops drinking. The second stage is called alcoholic hepatitis and fibrosis. At this stage, scar tissue begins to replace regular healthy leather tissue. The most common and well-recognized symptom is jaundice, the characteristic yellowing of the skin and eyes. Other symptoms are a loss of appetite, weight loss, nausea and vomiting, as well as weakness. If the person stops drinking at this stage, the condition will more often than not reverse. The third and final stage is cirrhosis, which is end-stage liver disease. Up to 20% of heavy drinkers will progress to this stage, which is generally irreversible and terminal. Symptoms are the same as alcoholic hepatitis, only more severe and painful. Life expectancy at this point is between several months and a few years. Cirrhosis of the liver is currently the 12th leading cause of death in the United States. The tragedy is that most of these cases are completely preventable. 4. Messing up your cardiovascular system, which leads to irregular heartbeat, blood pressure, and stroke. So when we spoke about alcohol and cancer a few minutes ago, we saw how your risk of developing certain kinds of cancers goes up from the very first drink. With other types of alcohol-related damage, most actually, this is not 
the case. You have to consume a certain amount of alcohol over your lifetime for the damage to appear. An example of this is the heart and cardiovascular system in general. Doctors and public health researchers have found that mild to moderate consumption of alcohol doesn't have to appear to have a negative effect. But heavy drinkers develop a range of unpleasant conditions. We can divide these into four general categories. High blood pressure, irregular heartbeats, structural heart defects, and strokes. So let's start with blood pressure. After a few drinks, your cardiovascular system responds in two ways. Firstly, it increases your heart rate, and secondly, it raises your blood pressure. The rise in blood pressure is actually delayed. For the first few hours, your blood pressure might actually go down slightly, but it will then rise. Both of these effects, the increased heart rate and elevated blood pressure, go away as your body metabolizes the alcohol. But for those who have been drinking heavily over a long period of time, their body reaches a point where it can no longer lower the blood pressure. The result is that it stays permanently elevated. And though it has no symptoms of its own, high blood pressure is potentially very dangerous. It increases the risk of developing all sorts of complications, including stroke, heart failure, damage to the kidneys, eyes, cognitive impairments, you name it. Now, the good news is that it's relatively easy to reverse. The only thing you have to do is stop drinking alcohol. If you do that, and without any other intervention whatsoever, you can expect your systolic blood pressure to drop by up to 4 millimeters of mercury and your diastolic blood pressure by up to 2.5 millimeters of mercury. Alcohol also disrupts the electrophysiological environment of the heart cells, which can lead to irregular heartbeats, so-called atrial fibrillation. This can happen after only a few intense drinking bouts, but will typically then resolve after a few days. Doctors used to call this holiday heart syndrome, as it was commonly observed in people returning from binge drinking trips. In heavy drinkers, however, the atrial fibrillation can become persistent and chronic. It can then present some serious health complications, including stroke and heart attack. But alcohol and its major metabolite, acetaldehyde, also directly attack the heart muscles. After years of heavy drinkers, these muscles can eventually give out. They stretch and enlarge, giving rise to a condition called alcoholic or alcohol-induced cardiomyopathy. Because of their distorted shape, the heart muscles become weak and cannot function properly. The two muscles that are especially prone to this are the left and right ventricle, which pump blood to the rest of your body. With these muscles compromised, blood flow in the entire body is affected, leading to a variety of symptoms that include difficulty breathing, weakness, buildup of fluid in the lower legs, chest pains, loss of appetite and muscle mass, and much more. All of the conditions described above, namely high blood pressure, irregular heartbeat, and cardiomyopathy, all increase the chance of stroke. Alcohol-related strokes kill over a thousand people a year in the United States with many thousands more suffering serious and often irreversible injury. And number five, it decreases your brain mass. In the early 1980s, a team of researchers from a hospital in Oslo, Norway, examined the brains of 545 deceased heavy drinkers. They compared them to a sample of brains from 586 non-drinkers. And their findings were absolutely stunning. The brains of the heavy drinkers weighed less than those of their non-alcoholic peers, and the difference was on average 33 grams. 1,430 grams for the control group versus 1,399 grams for the heavy drinkers. Now, 33 grams may not sound like a lot, but when you're talking about the human brain, it translates into an astronomical number of lost brain cells. Now, in addition to this generalized brain atrophy, nearly 27% of heavy drinkers also had atrophy of the cerebellum. This is a large structure in the brain, towards the back of the head. 
and it's critical in the coordination of movement. In the decades since that pioneering study, many other scientists have replicated and expanded on these original findings, which are now uncontroversial. In this image, you can see how the brain of a male heavy drinker in his late 50s compares to that of a similar-aged man with limited alcohol consumption. The difference is not subtle and easily visible even to the naked eye. Scientists aren't exactly sure what causes this brain shrinkage. They suspect it's a combination of alcohol's direct neurotoxicity along with the chronic nutritional deficiencies common in heavy drinkers. Whatever the case, we know certain parts of the brain are particularly susceptible. We mentioned the cerebellum. Other affected areas include the outer parts of the brain, the cerebral cortex, as well as the hippocampus, a structure of the brain critical to learning and memory. There are also several other commonly affected areas. I won't bore you with the anatomy, but you can pause and study the image on the screen right now if you're interested. Now, after all this, you probably won't be surprised to hear that chronic drinkers perform worse than matched controls on a wide range of cognitive tests. On more or less every single neuropsychological task that there is, heavy drinkers perform worse than matched controls. These impaired cognitive declines include verbal fluency, learning and memory, visual learning and memory, visual spatial abilities, speed of processing, working memory, and problem solving. Pretty depressing stuff. The good news is that after abstinence, most of these deficits will start to reverse, though they will probably never recover completely. Now, in some cases, chronic alcohol abuse leads to a complete collapse of the brain, so-called alcohol-related dementia. Here, the person has debilitating memory loss, and they struggle to do even simple everyday tasks. And at number six, it weakens your immune system. Compared to non-drinkers, heavy drinkers face a massively increased risk of developing respiratory infections like pneumonia. By some estimates, their risk is up to 80% higher. This link is nothing new. More than two centuries ago, Benjamin Rush, a founding father and the very first Surgeon General of the United States, noted that pneumonia and tuberculosis were far more common amongst drinkers. Not only are these conditions more prevalent among drinkers, but they are also more likely to have poorer outcomes. In other words, longer recovery times and sometimes death. Scientists suspect that alcohol compromises the immune system in several ways. It can lower levels of critical immune cells like CD4 and CD8 T-cells. It disrupts saliva production, and saliva forms an important first line of defense against certain pathogens. And this disruption leads to colonization with harmful bacteria in the mouth and pharynx. It lowers levels of important antioxidants in the lungs. And it upsets the gut microbiome and disrupts the intestinal barrier, triggering inflammation and autoimmunity. And finally, it can cause malnutrition through decreased nutrient absorption. Heavy drinkers are typically deficient in certain vitamins and minerals that are crucial to healthy immune system functioning, such as zinc. According to the best estimates, close to a quarter of a million people die annually from alcohol-related tuberculosis. Another 100,000 people perish from alcohol-related lower respiratory, and another 100,000 people perish from alcohol-related lower respiratory infections like pneumonia. Thanks for checking out the Stop Drinking podcast by Sober Clear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.